Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is your boy Mo Giles right here from the Static Energy Podcast, letting you guys know that we have a special treat for y'all. Make sure that y'all go over to scented-sugars.square.site and make sure you go get your 20% off of your candles and your purchase over there. I have a scented sugar cookie candle right now that's burning in the studio, and it smells fantastic all throughout the studio. So make sure you go over to scented sugars dot square dot site and use that promo code static energy make sure you use static energy okay over at scented hyphen sugars dot square dot site 20 percent off this your boy mo giles right here static energy podcast blow yo what's going on this your boy mo giles and you are tuning in to the static energy podcast and i got my lovely co-host to the left of me lauren michelle what up What's popping, Mo? What it is? What's popping? Hey, man. Listen, this is, I'm not, we ain't even going to front to the listeners <laughs> right now, man. We are so pissed off, upset, and just, we need a drink. So Right now. We recorded this episode yesterday, and we was like, yo, this is our best one. We had it. We had it. It was in the bag. Like, yo, this is it. Then we woke up this morning. Lauren was like, yo, it's too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yo, the, the, uh, it, this recording was all effed up, you're saying, and here we are now recording our second let's, episode. Let's just say, y'all, when I say, like, can't nobody question the passion that I have for podcasting and static energy because I have not been asleep. I've been up oh. since yesterday. I literally spent hours on the phone with support teams, IT techs, all type oh, of things, and I just cry. But shit goes on, you know. What I'm saying? Hey, this so, is what we do, man, to make sure that we des- deliver. You know, saying a quality show. You know, saying with good content. You know. Hey, so, and I think we- the run back might actually be more fire. You never know. So we just gonna see. Yeah, we ain't we ain't gonna come lazy with it, man. We gonna you know continue to have the same passion that we had yesterday, you know. But uh, here we are, episode forty five, man, and uh, and we so, live, baby. We live, baby. So let's talk about you know, saying this past weekend. You know, um, what did you what did you do this past weekend? Um, the weekend was cool. I actually I went to a graduation party. It was a little drive through graduation where people got in their cars, you know, rolled past, gave them cards. It was cute. Um, and then I went outside and sat on the patio at a Mexican spot and had margaritas. And let's just say, I was so happy to hear her say, would you like salt or sugar on your room? Uh, <laughs> I'll take single, sugar, please. Cinco de Mayo, huh? Cinco de Mayo all over Listen, again. we catching up for lost time. But, and obviously I just worked it, you know, on the grind. That's about it. Nothing major. Work. What you do? How was your weekend? Weekend was good, man. You know, stay productive, stay busy. You're saying uh, handling um, business with uh, the candle company. Um, Watch versus Saturday night, you know, Nelly versus Luda. We're going to get into that a little bit. Definitely. Um, What else? We did that. They had the the last episode of the last round with the chronicling, the chronic. It was a bi- the biography of the Bulls, <laughs> and um, they were talking about you know their last championship run um, in their final years. You know, it was very good. 
Um, and then we also did the day camp with DJ Band Camp on Facebook the Live. Day man. camp. Let's talk about uh, the day camp. Let's get into the day camp man. because uh, let's just say um, I ain't know my man Band Camp had wrist work like that. I ain't know. Boy, the boy Cole, man. Uh, you know, there's only a few DJs I, I put him up there with, and. DJ Jazzy, Jeff, Kid Capri are some of the coldest ones. And then, you know, man, my man Ben can, can definitely hold his own. Oh, so you just time. put him up there with the GOATs of DJing, the pioneers. I mean, so that that I've seen, you know, live. No, I'm experience. not questioning it. I'm asking, yeah. is that what you're saying? The boy can hold his own. I mean, he's, okay. Omar, he's Omarion's uh, official tour DJ. Okay. He's, uh, he was uh, DJ for uh, Stally. Um, you know, he both, they both was on, um, Maybach music. And then, uh, he's also the, uh, Indiana Pacers official DJ too. He big uh, time. All their own. Big and time. he also, is it Purdue, I believe? I or think Iowa. I did see something like that. One of those, I did see that yeah. on his, on his resume. Yeah. So my man stayed, he stayed busy, man. He, you know, he internationally known and, you know, he be rocking crowds. So shout out to DJ Ben Kent, man. And, uh, the day Kent. So, if anybody want to follow, you know what I'm saying, um, Earl, DJ, uh, Ben Kent, Baron over on Facebook, or myself, Mo Giles, M-O-E-J-I-L-E-S. Y'all can come on over, you know what I'm saying, follow us. And, um, every Welcome Saturday, to the day camp. Yeah, at 1.30. And I will say, y'all, ladies, it's a vibe. He definitely don't forget about us. And he a little, he, he's an entertainer, too. So make sure y'all tune in to the day camp Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. But while we talking about social media, we got to make sure we tell them about what we got going on on social media every Tuesday. Post up Tuesdays. Post up so, Tuesdays. So today is actually Tuesday. So we'll be doing that later on. But Toast Up Tuesdays is a good time, man. We pick a topic, um, and then we present it to, you know, the people on Facebook, and they chime in with their questions, and as they're doing that, we're drinking, you're saying our favorite drink, and it gets a little crazy sometimes, man. It gets spicy on Toast Up Tuesdays, man. Let me just say real spicy, but, but I need Mm -hmm. y'all to make sure the ladies have gotten kind of leaving me hanging on Toast Up Tuesday. So I need all my ladies to make sure y'all meet me on Facebook Live for Toast Up Tuesday at 8 p.m. Because the fellas be in their deep talking straight cash shit. And yeah. I need y'all to back me up because they be too spicy for me. Y'all some so spicy. We, we, I want to give some uh, shout outs to some, uh, some, some ladies that was uh, definitely holding their own and uh, making it entertaining. Janelle, Soroya, uh, Jalacia. Dana. Am I forgetting one? Mary. Yeah. Dana. I yeah. Like somebody else too. Shout out to my mom though with the eatables yes. though. <laughs> eatables. That's, that's as she refers to them as the eatables. Y'all, my mom literally called edibles eatables. So from now on, there is no such thing as an edible. We eat eatables. But eatables. It, it really goes down in um Toast Step Tuesdays on um on Facebook Live at 8 p.m. So make sure y'all and- tune in. They were shooting a shot at your moms, too. They was. And let me tell you, like, did they not just say it on the live mode? They then went to the inbox. Like, I was serious <laughs> about your mom. And I was like, savages. So what you think I'm going to be okay with you being my potential stepdad? Like, they why would you think prior, that? They was probably dropping pictures and all types of ish. Listen, 
listen, that's one thing I will say. On Toast Up Tuesdays, I think I need to quit being so vocal because the fellas is getting kind of out of control after Toast Up Tuesdays. Let's just say some of y'all need to slow down a tad bit. Will it What's in? going on? What? They just, <laughs> they just gotta will it in. That's all I'm gonna say. And you know, I don't mind having fun, but we gotta will it in. You know, all right, all we right. gotta will it in. Sometimes y'all gotta slow down, and some of y'all too bold. Like pipe down. What? What happened? I, just, I you, you know, ah, you hear the tongue, tongue twist yeah. right there. <laughs> it's just a lot. Just I don't want to see that. I'll just say that. All right. We're gonna leave it there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. But Mo, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you got me. I know what that means. Yeah, who, and I who, don't want they, it. They send they ain't sending the pictures to your mom, they send it to you. If first of all, if any of you Negroes send my mom a dick pic and she tell me about it, I'm coming to your house and I'm knocking. Don't let you have a girlfriend because I'm screenshotting it and I'm telling. So y'all better not ever leave my mom out of it. She's married, okay? No, she ain't. Yes, she is married. Your mom was definitely entertaining. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to lay off my mom right there. But um, Mo, you know, before we, before we slide off the Toast Up Tuesday topic, mm -hmm. why don't you tell the people about the little screenshot you got? After the last episode, a toast up. Oh, so yeah, so I mean, I we did not catch this. You know, the comments were coming in crazy, and I didn't catch it. You didn't catch it, but someone had said something about you being a hoe, <laughs> and so not only did one like first it started out one person sent it to me, then a couple <laughs> other people sent it to me. And it was like, yo. I'm glad that y'all didn't entertain that because y'all bigger than that. I'm like, no, I'm not. Because if had I did catch it, I would have entertained it. Like, Let me tell you. I, <laughs> Mo, Mo. So I'm going to just tell the people. Listen, Angela, was it Angela Smith? Or something like that. Something it was a like fake that. page. Yeah, yeah. No profile picture. Once they said the comment, they deactivated the page because I tried to go to the page and the page didn't exist anymore. Let's just say, Angela, please show up Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Be the first one in. You get free entry to everything. We, You everything. have VIP access because I am going to troll you and your mother. And anybody else close to you when I find out who you are. <laughs> so what I will say, when you talk about me being a hoe, talk about how you were on my live for my podcast, for my business calling me a hoe. Talk about that. So anyway, and your mother. Okay. okay. So with that being said, we can continue on. Um, you know, the verses. Let's get there. I'm excited. The verses, you're saying, um, uh... Nellie Riley versus uh, Ludacris. Yeah, so versus, you're saying uh, Nellie Riley versus uh, Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, that brother Wi-Fi was terrible, man. <laughs> but, I didn't know you was going to come right out the gate with the <laughs> Nellie Riley, though. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was, man. But listen, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That took me <laughs> out because he struggled. 
like hell with his internet and I don't understand yeah. it. Make it make sense, Mo. You know, they say he had bad weather or whatever in St. Louis that day, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I mean, nevertheless though, I mean, Luda did his thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, came with the hits, you know, had his music ready, curated, you know what I'm saying, and, and placed in the right position and, and pretty much demolished Nelly, who I he thought did. from but from the beginning that it would be a good battle because Nelly had a bunch of hits, but Nelly didn't know that he had the hits because he wasn't playing them. He didn't play half the hits that he had, and I was so confused. And going into the battle, I was like, had my chest out like Nelly did, yeah. Like, yeah. like stomping in my Air Force Ones, like I was ready. <laughs> and then Absolutely. when as I was watching it, I just started scratching my head, like, is he getting like beat up? Like, really like getting his ass whooped on live TV in front that of millions dog. of pe- almost a million people? That like, I didn't dog understand dog. it. And then he was yeah. very long-winded. Did you notice how like he kept telling these, the dialogue in between the plays and Ludacris like, all right, Nelly, all right, come on, yeah, Mo. Let's he get, kept yeah, trying let's, to, let's get to know, the music. Let's man. get let's to get, what we do it here for, you know? But I think um, when he came out the gate with Tip Drill, I was puzzled. Like, mm-hmm. this early in the game, like, Tip Drill was supposed to be the closeout. We was all waiting towards the end for Tip so Drill. Towards the end, yeah. Yeah, the like, that yeah, was the yeah. turn up so we can go have an after party. And he just came out the gate with it. And after that, I'm like, after these issues, after his flow, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, I was, I was bored watching it almost. Like, it wasn't one of my favorite verses out of all of them. And it should have been. It definitely should have been, you know what I'm saying, because – those guys, you know, definitely uh, grew up. I grew up on them and, you know, very big fan of both of theirs, you know what I'm saying? But the verses I was a little disappointed with uh, with Nelly, you know, because of the way he just, his placements with the songs, you know. But yeah. We can't slack on Luda, man. Luda has been a disc jockey, so he knows what he's doing, you know what I'm saying? And the brother got hits, man. And He has crazy hits that I forgot and about. I think that the reason why we probably thought Nelly had would be him because he Nelly had more of the radio smash hits you know Correct. what I mean yeah for sure you know, for the billboards and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that was pretty much his lane his whole career was playing that radio game you know Luda he had the radio hits he had the animated videos but then he also had the street records too he did and he also made it when he came out I got Hoes. Like, yeah, and he had the club <laughs> records too. Let's not forget that. He had the club records. He had the summertime anthems, the club, and for the trap. So he kind of mm-hmm. covered all those bases. All those bases. Where Nelly could, he really only catered towards the club. You know what I'm saying? And the riding music, the summertime riding music. Don't get it twisted. The summertime vibes with Nelly went, went hard. Man, Nelly is a pop artist. Yes. Yes. Period. Agreed. So that's why a lot of people was like, you know, Nelly got it. But then again, uh, we posed a question at the day camp, and a lot of people was like, yo, they had Luda. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. either way, you're saying, I mean, it was a great uh, celebration to see both artists who actually celebrated 20 years in the game. They came in at the same time. So yeah, that's dope. I remember you know? Nelly, like I used to have his posters in my dorm room on the ceiling. Like I was oh, a St. Lunatic. Like I'm telling yeah. you, like you couldn't tell me I was not a part of the crew but um that was some good times like when you think about when, when a music first came out 
those were some of the best times of my life. That was like senior senior year around that time. You know, damn. Oh, three? Woo. That no. just made me feel old. Yeah, yeah. it was like oh, 01. For oh, real. Because yeah. they so, came out at the prom of 01. I remember it. I remember so it. Do you remember they came to um, Eastwood? Kafaro. Uh, yes, Kifaro. I do. Yeah, yeah. And it rained out the rained. first time. It rained. It rained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And they had to run it back. Trust me, I had my ticket first. Who I was, was first it? in was line. It? Was it Nelly, Genuine? I can't think of the other person. Yeah, we was young. Think about we were kids when that was going on. You know what I mean? And I had the bandana with my Air Force Ones. You know what I'm saying? The bandana tied around my arm. Yeah. I'm telling you, I was a Saint lunatic and I was ready. But Absolutely. thinking about the verses going forward, who you want to see? Like if you had your pick of seeing two artists go head to head, because it's been some crazy battles. Yeah. Who would you want to see? Um, I would like to see Rakim and um, hold on, right? I, I have it in my head. Um, not KRS one, Rakim and um, I can't even think of my man's name right now. It's it's, it's my mind is going blank. New York rapper. Yes. Um, Oh, boy. We're going to come back to it, you know what I'm saying? But i also like to see some of the DJs get involved, you know what I'm saying, and have some of those type of battles uh, as well. I would like to see Brandy and Monica. I know that people okay. are talking about that. Let, let's just real quick, we won't have to drain the topic. But if you uh -huh. had to just pick Brandy, Monica, who you going with? Um, It's a hard battle, man. Look, so, you, I, so this weekend, I was cleaning up Saturday and was listening to Brandy's album. The, the, her mm -hmm. first one and she made that album when she was 15 mm -hmm. and that's it's a dope album um damn brandy or monica it's i i never got into the picking because i always thought that they were both dope artists you said and i know people love brandy like they sleep on her yeah oh it just hit me rock him and big daddy came you was gonna say that but i'm like he can figure out big daddy can't like he ain't gonna forget his name so yeah, i literally I thought it, it, you were going there nah and my mind went to blank so definitely i would like to see uh rock him and big daddy king like those two dudes were like the lyricists of their time at that time you're saying and they know how to rock rock the mic you're saying and i would definitely like to see those two go at it i know snoop has been talking about oh you know who i like to see buster rhymes and missy elliott that would be that would be a vibe. That would be a yeah. fun vibe. Like the energy would be kind of matched towards that Missy Elliott. I mean that Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Like yeah. you know how so, big that vibe was. I think that'd be a crazy vibe. I mean, both of them have animated videos. You're saying and um, lyric. I mean, just good music. You're saying, and I think they got hits, and I think that would be a good uh, a matchup. So. I don't know. They seem to amaze us and surprise us and do pretty well with um, the matchups. Um, I know a lot of people talking about Drake and Jay-Z, but I doubt if Jay-Z would. I doubt if Jay-Z going to do that. Yeah, Jay-Z, I can't see him being on live doing the verses. But then again, it, to me, I had to really think about it. I don't think that it would make sense. It have to make sense because when you have Jay-Z fans and you have Drake fans, there's yep. an age difference. You're saying, and People gonna automatically if you a Jay fan, you're gonna go with Jay. You're saying if you're a Drake friend, you're gonna you gonna have to No changing so, your mind. 
Yeah. So it has to be somebody in that era, you're saying, that Jay-Z should you know, be able to compete with. Mm-hmm. I don't think of Nas, you're saying, because him and Nas ran two different races when it came to style and sound. And lyric, yeah, and cadence, yeah. all that. Yeah, that was definitely different. So I, I really don't know. I want to really see go. Fab go up against somebody. I want to see Fab in a versus. I think he slept on a lot. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, Fab is, if you listen to his lyrics, like, his mixtapes and all of that, like, Fab is dope. Fab's a hard artist. Yeah. yeah, like, he's super, super dope. So I want to see him battle. I, could, I can't quite put my finger on who, but I wouldn't mm. mind seeing him, and I wouldn't mind seeing a dope female rap battle. Like, old school little Kim versus somebody. But again, to me, Foxy. I think Lil Kim and Foxy Z to me, Foxy has some hits, but she can't touch the queen though. No, like to crazy. me. Oh, lyric so me, listen. Hey. When it comes to Foxy, lyrically, Foxy Brown was dumb crazy. Like I'm not saying she wasn't, but when you come to Little Kim the Queen B before the plastic surgery, <laughs> like Oh, Lil' Kim, like the one's face, you know, you know, nah, because got a crush Biggie, on you. Biggie, Biggie was writing a lot of that stuff. I don't care who was writing it. Mm-mm. That's the thing. Mm-mm. A lot of your favorite artists are getting their music written for them. Man, listen, let me tell you Ghost something. writing is a thing. Foxy was 15 and spitting like some of these dudes just said. So Foxy will always be one of my top favorite female artists. I mean, I'm not saying she's not dope, but I'm saying against Lil' Kim, Lil' Kim, I think, would destroy her. But I mean, like, you know how people be like, easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> what about Lil' Kim? See, nah, I didn't see that. And Nicki Minaj, say, don't even say it. Nah? All right, I won't say Because I think for me, okay, all right, Barb's, don't come for me. But I am so anti-Nicki Minaj. Like, she drives me completely insane. She annoys my life. When she opens her mouth, I just be like, why? I would yeah. never allow my daughter to play with a Barbie that looks like her. But anyway, I'm not gonna go there. But no, Little Kim and Nicki Minaj is a no. It is. It's a no. You can't touch okay. the queen, <laughs> and Nicki's not the queen. So I don't want to drain it. that. I don't want to drain yeah. that. We kind of get a little. And Nelly, you owe me a revenge versus. Absolutely. That so we right. listen, man. We gonna we gonna move right along. You said we the, that was our recap of our weekend. But um, we have a great show today. Uh, we are talking about the Boosies versus the D-Ways. Oh, dun, dun, dun. So recently, Boosie, um, just recently, he had made some comments about um, him paying for him, his son, his 12-year-old son, to have sex with um, a woman who was an adult. Um, and I guess this was his right of passage to manhood, if you will. And then I guess he had some of his nep- nephews involved in this as well. Um, and then also Boosie has been known to make some comments as well about uh, D-Wade and um, how he's very supportive of his daughter who is transgender now. Zaya? Zaya, yep. Zaya. And Boosie has kind of been transphobic, you know, um, and I don't even know where this, where he got this from, but, you know, there was that video clip of him in the Planet Fitness uh, telling D-Wade, um, 
don't cut his dick off, you know, and he's Don't cut the boy dick off. <laughs> yeah. Don't cut the boy dick off. You know, he's too young and he just hasn't made his mind up and he doesn't know what he wants and he might get with a girl and become straight, you know. So you have <laughs> become people, straight. You have people who are in support of what Boosie's doing and you have support of the folks on D-Wade. So we really just want to break down, I guess, this whole um, Boosie versus D-Wade. And we're going to talk about a lot, I guess, how um, male masculinity is under attack, how, you know, trans. there's a lot of transphobia, there's acceptance of pedophilia, you know, all of this stuff. We, we definitely going to get into it, you know. Tell us what you think about it. Uh, Lauren? I've been itching, Mo. I've been itching to kind of touch on this subject. And I think I started the conversation on my social media. I don't know if you caught that, but um, I mm-hmm. asked the question. So we're supposed to mute R. Kelly, but praise Boosie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and because I kept seeing a lot of people saying, you know, I would rather leave my son with D-Wade. I mean, Boosie before D-Wade. I don't want my son being a punk. I don't want my son being turned gay. And to me, I think it's total bullshit because all you did was traumatize your young son by having that woman perform those sexual acts on him. Long term. I'm talking long term. Short term, he might have thought, okay, you know, all this cool. My dad got me a chick to come get me some sloppy top, whatever, how you want to look at it. But long term, Think about what he did to that young boy. It's way worse than what people think D-Wade is doing to his son. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because what D-Wade is doing is loving, nurturing, caring. That's what he's doing for himself. Teaching him, his son it's okay to be you. It's okay to express yourself in a in the appropriate way. What Boosie's doing mm-hmm. is teaching his son Mo. If you want something from a woman and she don't want to give it to you, you just pay her for it and you can get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, your his innocence as a child is stripped away. He's now having choices made for him by his pedophile-ass father. Because I don't care what nobody say, Boosie's sick in the head for thinking that shit's okay. Mm-hmm. But before I let, you know, before I switch gears, think about how many Boosies as dads are out there. Think about oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that, um, this situation itself, man, is, is very, um, it's disgusting, it's disheartening, and, and it, at its core, it, it is, like I said, it's, it's disgusting, because what you have here, as you stated, you know, you have a guy here who thinks that by, showing to his son that he can have sex with a woman is okay. And then for a woman to even participate in that, you know what I'm saying, is, is crazy, you know. And I felt very uncomfortable when I heard him say this, you know, and as a mandated reporter, I'm like, yo, I, I should be, you know, I feel like I should be reporting this, right. you know, because I don't know where, well, I think I, I do, I do know, I mean, this country of people have a long history of normalizing pedophilia, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and accepting it, you mm-hmm. know, and even in some of our families, you know, mm. 
we were ostracized, outcasts, you know, um, folks who are gay, you know, in our families, but will invite and allow, you're saying the, the, the uncle or, or the cousins who been, you know, molesting, touching, or sexually abusing, you know, folks in our families for years, they'll invite them to, you're saying Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, you know, family functions. And let's stop right there. Let's mm-hmm. stop. Let's 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 kind of get into that because I think that goes to show why Boosie's behavior is the way it is because of what we do normalize. So think about have you ever heard somebody say in the family now you may have never heard this personally, but like, oh, he always looking at the little girls. Or mm. oh, he always making little comments about the women. Or, mm-hmm. oh, you better keep your son away from him. Like, yeah. and they say it in a almost like a joking manner. Like, and everybody kind of, he, he, you right, girl. I ain't leaving my, why is he here, period? Mm-hmm. Why is she here, period? Why are you putting your children and your, your loved ones in a situation where you making pedophiles okay? Like, I, I, that part I don't understand. I, I, it boggles my brain how we make a joke of that kind of shit when somebody's really suffering from being molested. I think, and it goes back to what I was saying, the long history of, you know, the acceptance of, you know, underage sex, or I, I, I would even go as far as saying some of our families, you know, saying how the, the matriarchs and patriarchs of our family were getting married, you know, or having kids you know, at a very young age, your grandfather was well into his adulthood ages, you know, having kids by, you're saying a woman that's 15, 16 years old. That we, shit is odd. We, we accept that, but then want to say, you know, let's mute R. Kelly, you know, and, and boycott the, the Bootsies and stuff like that. My thing is this, we should have the same energy, you know, for, for those people in our family mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, so I think that, you know, those type of traumatic experiences, things that you're saying we go through, I guess because we look at some of these people, at, you know, at our loved ones, and I don't know, we, it, it, we, we normalize it. And then also yesterday, you know, we talked about how even during sexual encounters, people use, you know, the words daddy, Ugh. you know, and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. during those, you know, experiences, like, to me, I, I'm not with that. I don't like that. You know, I'm not associating, you know, dad with, you know, saying sex, you know, saying stuff so like that. So you mere stroke, you stopping, like a chick gets to calling you daddy, like mere stroke. Oh, like, yeah. You, you done? You got, yo, yeah, like, yo, you got to chill. Like, like do you check her? Like, hey, don't, we don't yeah, know like yeah, that? I don't, yeah. I don't like, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of people should feel that way, you know, or or because that's where the sexual that's where the sexual sexualization comes in, and especially with boys. Okay, so think about how dudes call everything gay. Like they can't mm-hmm. hug their son, or you know, they don't want them son their sons calling them daddy. Okay, speaking of the word daddy, I've seen someone say. <laughs> My son's not allowed to call me daddy. Mm. He three. <laughs> like, I, I was, what, what do you mean? 
he's not allowed to call you daddy. I'm 35 and I call my dad daddy. That mm -hmm. is my daddy. I'm 35 and I call my mom mommy. Like, that's what they are to me. Like, I don't understand how you sexualize that and you don't want your son because you say that's gay. He said his three-year-old son calling him daddy is gay. See. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I think the male masculinity, there is this distorted, you know, view and image of what it is and what it should be, you know, and even myself, I, I guess I can say admittedly, I, I'm guilty of it because of how I was raised, you know, okay. and now that times is changing and has changed and evolved into something else, I realized that I had to unlearn a lot of things, you know, saying that wasn't right. Right. Um, and I have, you know, become acceptive of people, you know what I'm saying? And things that society normally isn't accepted of. Um, and how we socialize, excuse me, associate, excuse me, uh, things, you know, with like the word daddy, you know, as that's soft, that's weak, that's gay, you know, to me, that's, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And to I me, I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I'll even go as far as you know, like playing with baby dolls. Okay. I don't think that that is too bad of an idea for boys to play with baby dolls. Elaborate. Because I feel like the same way that girls, and I used to always think that you're know, saying why is girls playing with baby dolls, I used to associate that with like teen pregnancy or them wanting babies at an early age. Okay. But as I realized, like those are foundation, like fundamental um, teachings to prepare them for, you know what I'm saying, um, how to care, how to nurture, you know what I'm saying, how to be a mother, you know, things that you would need to do, you know what I'm saying, to learn, excuse me, as you get older, you're saying, so you already know that, and it's already programmed in your mind Correct. that this is what you're supposed to do. And I think a lot of times, you know, we, we as men, we come off too aggressive, too strong, too hard, and thinking that, you know, being um, loving, caring, nurturing is a sign of weakness. And I think that's trauma. I, and I, oh. I, I, will, I will say that is trauma. Mm -hmm. That is childhood trauma that a lot of us, and I'm not going to say a lot of people, you hear me saying a lot of us, mm -hmm. we got to heal from that because it's a lot of things, like you said, it, you grew up and you had to unlearn a lot of things you were taught as a kid because a lot of us grew up fucked up and we didn't mm -hmm. realize it until we got to be adults. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Just the way some people's parents talked to them, the way they treated them, you know, and how they did, then they got beat because they thinking that's the right way to do things. But it's trauma and what we do is grow up, have kids and do the same thing to them. And it's big Learn behavior. It is, it's just what we do. And I think we do our kids an injustice speaking on a dude that said his kid can't call him daddy. Like his, he couldn't call his dad daddy. I almost guarantee it. Or that was like, boy, you better stop calling me dad. You better call me dad or pops. You know, think about how many dudes will call their dad pops because it sounds cooler because they mm -hmm. trying to portray an image when really, no, that's your father. You're supposed to be vulnerable with him. You're supposed to be able to be soft, quote unquote, with your father and know like no matter what you tell him, he's never going to look at you as less than a man. 
that's trauma. And I mm -hmm. think we need to really recognize what it is because the boosies of the world are still normalizing this shit. And what they mm -hmm. really should be doing, like, because if I was one of Boosie's homies, hey, I'm going to have to holler at you. Or we can't rock no more. Like, yeah. we got to, I got to try to grasp your mental because I can't sit around you because I don't trust you around my kids at this point. And at that point, we got to cut ties. And so, as you said, the dude did say that he'd rather leave his son with Boosie than with D-Wade, right? He did. And that spoke volumes to me. Because you rather, that's statutory rape. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Boosie hiring this girl is statutory rape and prostitution in Louisiana and most other states. Okay, mm -hmm. like let's just state the facts there. Now this young boy, he feels obligated to deal with women now. It's an obligation to him. So now at 13, he's about to be running around trying to sleep with whatever he gets. So now he's promoting young teen pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he's probably mm -hmm. not teaching them how to stay safe. Look how many kids he got. So again, mm -hmm. all he's doing is creating a cycle to continue when really he should be stopping them. Like, Hey, look around at all your brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? Like that conversation and the narrative needs to switch. And you got people normalizing that shit, making it cool. Like, oh yeah, Boosie, my dad did that to me. You don't realize how many dudes said that to me. My dad did that when I was 17. My dad did that when I was 16. My dad did that when I was 15. I heard it multiple times. It's people out there that really think this is normal. Seriously. And this is why it's a lot, it's harder and it's, it's tough for women to come for, you know, or victims, period, you know, yes. uh, men or women, because it's such a normalized thing. And it's even tougher for for guys because, one, uh, can a woman rape you? Like, that's no, there's no such thing, you know, saying, as being raped as a man. You know? Oh, it is. I, I even go as far as saying, like, you see cases of where uh, a high school female teacher, you know, saying, having sex with a male student, you know, mm -hmm. and you'll hear other people be like, oh, where was this teacher at when I was in school, you know what I'm saying? Or why would they come forward? I wouldn't have said anything. Like, bro, that that's right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. But had, had it been, you know, a male teacher having sex with an underage um, female student, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's an issue, it's a problem, and, and it's rape. You know, and this is those double standards it is. And I think it's bullshit again, like the double mm -hmm. standard, because I asked the dude, I said, okay, when your daughter turned 13, are you going to go grab some dude and have him give her some head at 13? He told me, he said, you motherfucking disrespecting me. That's what he said to me. Wow. I asked him a question and he said, I am disrespecting him. What's the difference? It's, it's the same thing. It's the same that's, thing. That, but that's again, that's crazy, man. And I, then a lot of people try to compare it to, I seen someone say, uh, <laughs> what Boosie did with his son is no different than high school girls getting picked up by older men in high school. And I said, I don't believe it's the same because most of the parents, keyword most of mm -hmm. the parents don't know that, that young girl's messing with that dude. They're not forcing that man on their child. So to me, it's not the same. Yeah, yes and no. What you mean? And, I, and I'll say, I mean, 
there are some parents who aren't aware of who their you know child is dealing with, but there are some parents who are. I mean, I've been to school, you know, and I've seen it myself where I've seen young girls getting picked up, and the moms didn't care because they probably was in the same boat as their daughters and said when they was in school, you know, or um, a lot of the guys that was messing with the girls were dope boys, and as long as that dope boy was breaking the mom off, you know, breaking the girl off, and she was bringing money into the house, it was all good. And again, that's another trauma. That's yeah. another the, that's another side to this trauma thing. And I mean, I ain't really want to go here, but we don't really talk about the female side of that. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see a girl dating dope boy after dope boy after dope boy after dope boy after dope boy, that's a form of trauma too. Because usually that's a pattern that they've seen in the house. Not always, but that's usually mm-hmm. a pattern. You know what I'm saying? And we should be telling them because your life can be ruined by dealing with a dope boy. You know what I'm saying? And we don't tell our kids that we don't talk about that trauma, generational curses. I think it's very important as, as a parent to have teachable moments, you know, saying with your kids and, and talking and communicating with them, you know, and one, um, a parent has to recognize and identify that they have issues and problems you know, them, themselves. Yes. And once they do that, then they can also, be able to teach and, and mold their children to in the right direction or to make the right decisions. Now, not everyone will make the right decisions, but at least you gave them the knowledge, the tools and insight, you know, of what's to come and how to uh, maneuver when they're ever faced with these issues or problems. And a lot of times, you know, parents, um, they don't know. To be honest with you, you know, yeah, it's no rule book for this shit. Because they didn't either, they didn't get the help, you're saying, or you know, the counseling or therapy, they needed to overcome some of their issues or problems. Um, as I compared it to, and I'm talking about everything we, you know, that we've been discussing when it comes to nurturing and loving and caring, it almost has to be the balance, you know, like I compared it to the Lion King yesterday, how you had, you know, Simba's dad. And his mom, you know, you so you, you see both of them, you're saying from the male and female uh, perspective of how to raise, you know, a young boy, you know, or a child, you know, the things that you have to give them, you know, and a lot of kids don't have that. Oh, a lot, a lot of, of kids, kids don't. never have received proper love <clears throat> from their parents. No. And, and I, like I said yesterday, you know, with men, we're always, it's, it's aggressiveness, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's um, this hard exterior, you know, that we have to always show and we have to show that we are masculine, we are man, you know, and our characteristics is being tough and, and nothing weak. Right. Like, and and but, I think what weak is, though, I think a part of being weak and a lot of people don't realize it like this is when you portray an image to be somebody else that you aren't. To me, I think that is weak when you are purposely neglecting your kids to withhold an image, that's weak to me. You know what I'm saying? Or when you don't want to go get your kid, like, especially with sons, I don't know. I got a soft spot with, with little boys. I, I just think because I see a lot of the trauma, I see a lot of the, you know, little boys running around thinking like, man, don't touch me. Don't hug me. Get off me, you know, or mm-hmm. get away from me. And really 
when you see somebody you love and I come to embrace you for a hug, it should never be get off of me or oh, that's nasty or oh, that's gay. You should never say that because you know where I'm coming from is a place of love. So give me some love back. So I, I think you, that, go ahead. You would, be, you would be surprised how many people come from households or families that don't say I love you, that don't hug each other, you know, don't show those signs of, you know, uh, affection, you know, saying like there is a lot of people that come from those households. They were based on love. I mean, survival, not love. And I, I think you think about it, think about it. And Boosies, the Boosies of the world probably come from a lot of these situations. So think about when you, some of these kids were growing up, our moms had to make ends meet. I come, I'm from one of those homes where my mom, Mm -hmm. you know, had to work two jobs to make sure that we never knew what a struggle was. And my mom was that mom, but think about how much she missed out on. You know, I was a very active little girl. I had a lot going on, but my mom couldn't always be there because she was at work. So think Mm -hmm. about those people that grow up like that. They don't know how to give love because their mom was more busy. It was more like a past thing. They did things that they were supposed to do. Like, yeah, your mom might have cooked. Y'all didn't eat together, though. You know what I'm saying? Your mom might lay your clothes out, but she don't see you get dressed in the morning because she already at work. Like, it's just little things like that that a lot of people don't realize how it affects people. And now I had to talk about those things. And now before I get off the phone with my mom, I said, I love you. You know what I said? But mm-hmm. I never did not feel that from my mom. It was my dad I didn't feel it from. My mom always, you know, showed her kids that. But it's a lot of kids that feel like they grew up without love. They just had a parent in the household to take care of the bills. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think that is necessarily survival. It's just that we there are different ways of love you're saying it can be shown you know and i think that we have to strip ourselves away some people not everyone as knowing that um love doesn't have to be aggressive love doesn't have to be hard you know saying love doesn't have to be tough you know saying sometimes it can be just as simple soft you know gestures or sayings or doing or things like that and it doesn't make you weak, you know what I'm saying? Just like, like what D-Way's doing with his daughter. I, I think, absolutely. you know, I, I think that's a perfect example of that when you talk about the D-Way's. It's okay as a parent for you to love your child unconditionally, unconditionally while allowing them to be them, regardless if it's gender, sex, whatever. They want to be a drug dealer. I'm not saying you have to support them. But support, I mean, loving your son and knowing that you have, you have their back, that should be do whatever as your kid. And I don't understand why people are looking at him as if he's supposed to say, fuck that dude. Cause he like, he like dresses. Like, wait, what? Yeah. And, and I think we let's get into that because they saying at 12, he can't make his own decisions. But at 12, do I know I love you as my, as my mom or my dad at 12? I mean, I, I think, so, so So let me get this straight. So you're saying at 12 years old, you don't know if you love your parents? No, I'm saying people are saying at 12, you can't make appropriate decisions, right? Like you don't have right. the mental capabilities to do it. But right. at 12, we say, I love you to our children, right? Correct. And we expect for them to say it back. We Correct. feel like we know that that's an emotion. We know that mm-hmm. they love what is 
sexual orientation. That's an emotion. What is the difference? They have feelings. They can think for themselves at 12 years old. Like at 16, he may change his mind. But at 12, right here, right now, D. Wade and Gabrielle Union and the rest of their family are deciding to support him. And people are bashing them for doing that. I don't and get it. I think people also also realize, too, that one, sexual identity is totally different. Than sexual than, preference. Than sexual preference. Correct. They put so, the two as the same, and they're not. It's not. So this, I, I don't want to get too off subject it's not even off subject but i was watching i don't know if you ever seen on netflix this uh series uh black mirror uh-uh. <clears throat> well it was this one episode you're saying two friends from um growing up or whatever uh ended up becoming adults you know and stand, stand friends in their adulthood and mm-hmm. uh one of the friends came to the barbecue presented him with a birthday gift and it was a video game it was a virtual reality video game and in this virtual reality game, you know, um, the two would play. Well, one was a female character and one was a male character. And in this virtual reality, the um, they ended up having sex with each other. It was, so it was like a fighting game, but they didn't fight. They ended up having sex in this virtual reality game. And they never had those type of feelings outside of this virtual reality game. Ah, okay. Only in that. And so the question poses is, are they, are they gay or are are they not? Right. I mean, they never acted on it outside of that. Um, And only in this virtual world, I guess, in their minds. Right. Which (laughs) to me, (laughs) Hey, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, it, it just brings me back to that. You're saying like, you know, when I say it about, you know, sexual preferences, so, sexual identity, you know, just because he identifies as a girl, you don't know what his sexual preference is. Correct. Now, he still may like women. And Yeah. I mean, and, and <laughs> this just shows and goes to show how ignorant people like Boosie is, you know, because being a transgender doesn't mean that you're getting your Dick cut off. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. I mean, at all. Can, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if y'all know, Boosie annoys my life, okay? Like, <laughs> Boosie annoys the shit out of me. But why? Listen how he speaks of a child. Don't mm. cut that boy dick off. Come on, D-Way. Like, he's talking about a child. Yeah. Like, he he's a womanizer and a child abuser. Like, I don't care what anybody say. Like, Boosie has some issues. And and, and, and and men, I swear to goodness, people say and they wouldn't talk to their son. Like, I just asked a question to a couple of my homies. If you mm-hmm. had a son and he said, hey, dad, I'm gay. It's Christmas Day. My boyfriend is out the door. We're here for dinner. What are you going to do? It was four dudes. Two of them said they're going to go to the door open the door and invite that boy in, you know what I'm saying? And make them feel like they're welcome. Okay. The other two was like, he going to be outside trying to get in just like his boyfriend. And I'm like, how do you disown your entire seed? Because who they lay down with? I mean, listen, I, yeah, that, that's crazy. And I have, I have in, in my own family, um, I don't, I don't say disown, but, 
there are some family members who will not allow your significant other. They'll, they'll allow you to come over, but they won't allow your significant other for, you know, to come into the house or for holiday dinners, whatever it is, whatever gatherings there is at the house, at their house. But they'll allow the, the family pedophile to come, like, which yeah. is crazy to me. Or, 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 or they'll allow TT's baby dad who got like eight other kids with all the women yeah. in the neighborhood, they'll let him come. They think it's cool. Look at him with all them damn kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not okay. Like right, we need right. to change that narrative and you're right. Like, it's not fair. I think it's the most asinine thing. And to me, it's crazy logic. And, and let's, let's go another way real quick before we, you know, change gears. Mm-hmm. Black men can't be gay. Mm-hmm. I, I just got to, yeah, black men can't be gay. So they said, <laughs> wait, son, you know, black boys and black men can't be gay. That's a European thing, quote unquote. What? Where, where did you get this from? This was on that thread. This is what, this is what a few of these men were saying. This is what okay. a few of these all right, all right. That's a European thing, and that's the government's agenda, you know, to break up the black household make our men gay, leave our women single, they grow up as single moms. This is their logic. Can you make me make it understand? Can you make me understand? Well, see, I have a problem when people say that there's this uh, agenda, you know, because there is no way that I can watch a television show. You know, I don't care if I'm watching, What's what's the Terrence Howard show? Uh, Empire, Empire, you know, or what whatever it is, you know. If I see two men on there having, you know, whatever sex or kissing, doing whatever they do, it's not going to make me want to go out and do the same thing. <laughs> However, if your son and daughter is watching that and they feel empowered to to go and do that, then that means that they've already had these thoughts in their mind, and that's what they were feeling, you're saying. So there isn't this agenda. I think what is happening is that it's becoming more accepted now in society. And more people are starting to come out. And more people are starting to come out. And those who you did not know, probably close to you, you're saying, or around you, had these feelings and, and wanted to, you know, wanted this lifestyle, but just didn't know how to come out. But Correct. when they do see something on TV, they feeling empowered, inspired, you know, to, to now come out. So there isn't this agenda that, you know, everyone is talking about because I don't think that anybody just, we ain't going to get into that. I was going to say, don't nobody choose this life. And, that, and that's another thing we talked about, about choices, you know, was, or was you born with it? And I don't think that, what? Now, now I do think some people choose to be gay. I do think there are people out there that just, you know, hey, I've been hurt by a man. I've been hurt by a woman. They just can't take no more. <laughs> so they go go to the same sex. Yes. Yes. But I do believe that majority of the people cannot help who they are mentally, physically, sexually, whatever they are, who they are. And I, I'm a firm believer of that because I was telling you yesterday, my best friend told me she was gay at 12. Mm-hmm. We were 12 years old. And at the time, I didn't understand it. I'm like, whoa, is you telling me you like me? <laughs> you know, but as time went on, 
she wanted to express herself and I was the only person she could tell because everybody else told her that was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And here we are 20 some years later and she gay, she got a wife. <laughs> like she didn't make that up. That wasn't a, a phase that she went through. It was real life and her family disowned her pretty much, you know, because she was gay. And I, I seen it with my own two eyes. And I think at that moment, I always say I would be an advocate for them because they can't help who they is. Like they can't help it. And they, they like men, how, or women, and they want to sleep with the same sex. How does that affect you? How, it doesn't know. affect you at all because you sleeping with the dude that do Coke. Like what's the difference? Mm. You're sleeping with the bum or you're sleeping with the married dude or the pastor. Mm. What's the difference? Everybody yeah. do sexual things that people be them. You know, I, I just think that, you know, the, the, the choices that we have, and, and just even going back to what you said about how you think that's a choice. Think about this. How bad was your experience or how traumatic it was for you? And how you either might've been hurt by someone that you've trusted where you felt like, you know what, I don't want to deal with men or I don't want to deal with women anymore because right. I was that hurt, you know, and as I stated before, that I don't think that sometimes people, nobody wants to sign up to be hated, you know, or murdered or beat up just Correct. because they live a certain lifestyle. Correct. Correct. And if that is a quote unquote choice, you know, saying for someone, then to me, that is a deeper there is something deeper there, you know, saying that is more painful, hurtful, and traumatic for them than, you know, because with that lifestyle, it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? You, there's going to be some, mm -hmm. some growing pains and, you know, we live in a cruel world where people are harsh, people are uh, hateful, you know, mm -hmm. and we, we've seen it, you know, one way too many times where, you know, people are being harassed, people are being, you know, saying murdered, people are being beat up because they choose to live a gay lifestyle. And, and, I, and, and again, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering because I got so much I want to say on this topic, but I'm trying to watch what mm -hmm. I say. I think that what you people- what you just say. This is our shit. You're right, you're right about that. You're right <laughs> about that. But what bothers me about the boosies of the world is when they say, I ain't got nothing against gay people. I got a gay friend or my cousin gay. <laughs> First of all, it, that is equivalent to us being offended when a white person is trying to defend themselves of a racist comment and they say, oh, I got a black friend. So when you like think about stuff like that, like, bruh, like that's offensive. Like, oh, yeah. I like them because I got gay. For that don't mean nothing. Everybody got a gay cousin. <laughs> Everybody I just, did. I, I really think again, it's it's about teachable moments, and I think that when you're not around these type of people, or you, it's ignorance. You know what I'm saying? And Correct. When you don't know, you're know saying your ignorance is going to show. And when you're not open minded and you're not introduced or around these type of people, you know, you have a tendency of being ignorant, saying ignorant things, and then what the thoughts, or excuse me, the perception from society of how you should treat people or this type of person is all effed up because, you know, 
for you to be mean or ignorant, you know, to someone because they choose to live a different lifestyle than you. It speaks volumes about you. Exactly. It speaks exactly. volumes about yourself because think about it like this, mom. The boosies of the world don't realize that they are around gay men every day. Like mm -hmm. a lot of y'all friends or some of your friends may be down low. You mm -hmm. around a dude that's a dick every day. Whoa. And whoa, you don't whoa, even right. know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying. So again, fellas gotta look at stuff that way because um, you know, the one y'all be like, hey, Big Sean. Yeah, Big Sean probably got a boyfriend, you know, and, or the one that you thing. see keep going back to prison. <laughs> I mean, you know, this the, the lifestyle comes in different, you saying forms and packages and look, you know what I'm saying? So it's not this um stereotypical, you know, uh image you know of the the flamboyant you're know, saying or whatever you know it Correct. might be the guy that your trainer you're know, saying that whatever gym <laughs> yes. you know or your football coach or you know or whatever yes your, your quarterback or who you know you never know never know, you know? So, and society has made it so cruel for people to be themselves that's why you have men out here pretending and they go mm -hmm. to these women, they're giving these women diseases or they're giving these men diseases because they're living a lie because society can't handle that people are real life gay. They fuck Absolutely. up with people's livelihoods and it's not Absolutely. fair. Got and it. we, we, I, so I, I want to move on, not let's keep it in the same, you know, a context and in the conversation, you know, because we're talking about the boosies, you know, I, I, let's talk about the D ways and, and how you know, the D-Ways and the fathers out there, you know, I to, I applaud D-Wave and his family and his support and his love and what he has shown his daughter because as you see on the other side that there are a lot of fathers who ain't with that and a yeah. lot of people who don't support yeah. that and think that, yeah. you know, D-Wave family is going to hell, you know, and mm -hmm. D-Wave had a better upbringing than this and his mom is a pastor and he should know better Ooh, that's that. what I meant. Because the Bible told him to be. But hello. Well, if, <laughs> if if it's so much, if it's God's love, then God loves everybody. But what I you're right. I'm with you. But the Bible said it was wrong. So they are going to run with that always. You understand what I'm saying? If the Bible never existed, the world would look a lot different. I will say that wholeheartedly. People see, base a lot of things off that book. And it makes absolutely no sense because you don't like the gay, but you sit in church with the dude that gamble. I mean, see, yeah, you, you can't pick and choose what sin you want. You're saying mm -mm. to, uh, mm -mm. to abide by. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's people anyway, you know, they pick and choose like it's a buffet uh, as to what they want to apply to their life and what not to. So, but, you know, as again, like I said, I mean, you know, um, you have D way who, well, let's take the, you have Boosie who, by allowing his son to have sex with an adult woman, he thought that as a father, that would elevate him. He thought that that would elevate his son, you know what I'm saying, into this manhood, you know, and Boosie thought that he would elevate himself as a parent and he's making all the right decisions and he's showing them love. When really this actually weakened him, you're saying, as a father mm -hmm. and and sadly, you know, as you as you said before, this is something that can be possibly traumatic for his son. 
in the yeah, long run. You absolutely. Never, you don't know what the effects is, you know what I'm saying? Right. And who knows? This can might actually backfire on him, and his son may never even like women. Yep. You know, because my dad didn't pressure, because think about it. You have those kids who, parents who pressure them and force them to be a part of sports and doing mm-hmm. all these things mm-hmm. and saying, and they don't like none of it. None they of it. don't want to be a part of it because they didn't got burnt out. What if that is the same you're saying for your son? Correct. And that's where a lot of people be so mad at. All the hate they spread, it turns around and becomes their life in the mm-hmm. form of their child. See it all the time. You know, so, you know, I, I think that, again, the, the, the love, the affection, the support, and what D-Wade and his family is doing is absolutely amazing. I think that for Black fathers and Black families, it's just, it's a, it's good to me to see this, you know what I'm saying? Because we are so sometimes, you know, um, we are bombarded with these negative images. Absolutely. You know, um, Absolutely. It's social media or just in our daily lives, you know, in, in our uh, respective communities, you know, um, single parent households, you know, fathers not around, you know, or whatever. I think it's dope because... Zaya loves her daddy. Like it is blatant that she loves and trusts her daddy. When I say mm-hmm. like she worships the ground that that man walks on, and that's yeah. how every little boy and little girl should feel about their daddy. I don't care yeah. how old you are. Like my business partner, shout out to my girl Dom, her dad, she's 35 years old and she is a, like it makes me smile to know like when she come in a room, her dad like, that's my baby. Like you could just see it on his face. Like they got a relationship and he treats me the same. Like, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. tries to give me that love because he know, but daddies are important. I think they're so important and people don't realize how important a daddy is, especially with a girl. And I think really, you know, as we, we always big up the moms and whatnot, you know, saying and the moms are the matriarch, but I think the fathers are definitely the anchors of the family. They are. And, and I agree. I, I think that, they have a lot of determination at how kids or families will pan out, you know what I'm saying? And Correct. if you remove, you know what I'm saying, that father's love or his nurturing, his nurturing ways from that, you might have a different dynamic of that family, you know what I'm saying, or that, that child, you know? You usually do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you usually do because then you have the parent, one parent trying to play the role of two. So... Right. It's a disconnect because when, and I'm going to speak from experience. I'm going to speak from experience. Like when my mom would try to step into that role, trying to make up for my dad's absence, mm-hmm. it didn't hold the same weight as when my stepdad said it. Right. Like, right. cause now I'm so accustomed to listen to what my mom said. Your authority, your, you know, your authoritative ways don't really hold as much weight as they should have because of that gap and that absence in my father. So now I got to try to get used to this whole man trying to tell me what to do because now my mom been doing it for years. You know what I'm saying? So it is a huge disconnect. I lived through it. It was my dad was there one minute and then boom, he ain't. It changed drastically because my mom felt she had to fill that void. And so many women, and so many men, because women are absent too. When that one parent leaves the situation, I'm not saying y'all got to stay together, but I think co parenting should be a thing a more common thing 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that we talked about and before we wrap up, we talked about, we talked about how um, we're, we're talking about parenting and you said something about one of your friends always yelling at her child oh, and saying whatever. My goodness. And never really teaching her child, you know, saying as to why she was yelling or sometimes her yelling just was pointless, you know, because a child doesn't learn that way. You know what I'm saying? No and if does. that's all they know, then that's all they, they're going to ever know. And I think that it's going to be a volatile relationship because um, all they know is chaotic behavior, loudness, you know what I'm saying? And that's the type of energy that you're going to get from that child. You are, because what, what kids do, and I got to think back when I was a kid, stop yelling at me. That was every time my mom would yell in my head, I'm thinking to myself, like, you're yelling for no damn reason. And like, you look and you, stupid. And you wouldn't want nobody doing that to you. And it's not necessary because first of all, I'm not listening now on purpose. So mm -hmm. you got to think about like, I'm not listening because you're purposely yelling. You're purposely being disrespectful. As parents, I think they forget that their kids are owed a certain level of respect as well. Stop yes. thinking y'all don't owe y'all kids respect. And that doesn't mean you could just talk to kids any kind of way because number one, they're human. Number two, they're feelings. And then you wonder why people talk back to you. Stop talking mm -hmm. to me like that. Because again, they have feelings. You know, these feelings that they think that 12-year-olds don't have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those mm -hmm. feelings, they're tired of you yelling and screaming at them all the time and not telling them why. I yeah. guarantee if you just stop picking up belts, stop threatening to call you, stop calling them stupid, stop calling them dumb. That shit is weird to me, man. Calling your kid like stupid, dumb, bitches, hoes, like, and daddy so, and sexy, that's weird. Growing up, I, I had come from that environment of, you know, my dad always, you know, yelling and screaming and, and, and tough love and all of that. But as I got older, I kind of picked up on not so much that, but also in my relationships, you know, I was always like aggressive as far yeah. as just how I speak, you know, and I was, I don't mean nothing by it. You said, that's just how I talk. And then mm -hmm. also too, raised up in the environment of playing sports, you have coaches that will always yell. And mm -hmm. so you had different coaches, you know what I'm saying, that will pull you to the side and talk to you and teach you, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you always had the ones that was just drilling you, you know what I'm saying, always in your face, you know what I'm saying, like yep. crazy. So I think for me, you know, I had, again, had to unlearn a lot of behaviors and things that I picked up, you know, as I was younger. And as I got older, I had to say, you know, or I had to look at myself and say, okay, identify the issues and say, you know, that, this is what I come from. So, and I had to be honest to, you know, um, people, you know, I was dealing with on the business level, uh, relationship level, like, this is who I am because of where I come from. You know, you have yeah. to work with me, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, just by having that communication, you know, um, things were able to get better, you know what I'm saying, in some of those uh, situations. So I think that identifying, you know, the problem, and then, you know, making a valid and, and sincere effort in trying to fix that is important, too. You got to cut that off. That was, a, that was our timer. That, that was, was our it. timer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was saying, but not, like, 
<laughs> they were saying like, hi, that's the, title for the episode, though. <laughs> that was so- no, but perfect time, though. I mean, it so, was I mean, perfect timing. And I'm glad we, we got to like, like that. But I, yeah. I, I'm glad we got to dig into that, though. And I think when people like you and me start speaking that language, it's sparking different conversations for people to have. And they're more willing to have those conversations because they see like mental health is real. Trauma is, real. you know, like protecting all of that and just growing and becoming better people and allowing your kids to feel that love that we didn't like change that cycle. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part. You know, if you want to be cool, that's how you be cool. Being a stand up person and just breaking these generational curses we got to absolutely 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 that's very important and that is key um i think that this is about to be you know the end of episode 45 this is our second take no we go i'm gonna get that oh okay i thought you relax no (laughs) but as i was saying you know listen this is our second take man out I feel like yesterday was a lot, you know, better, you know, but listen, we, we, we did what we did. You're saying, and, um, you know, hopefully you guys receive it, you know, and, and take something from this uh, episode. But I know we, you know, you want to leave them with a few things, you know what I'm saying, before we get up out of here, we got some shout outs and then we got to go over some uh, giveaways. So go ahead. talk to the I'm going to touch on the giveaway real quick. And let me just tell y'all, if we got to do this a third time. I will catch y'all next week. Y'all ain't gonna hear from us this week because I ain't doing it. I'm just putting it out there right now. So if y'all don't hear this episode, yeah, that's what happened. But no, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we do a thing called Toast Up Tuesdays on Facebook, 8 p.m. on live. But we do something real cool. We do some giveaways, cash giveaways. Myself and Mo Jazz, we pick two people. But the thing is, you have to listen to the previous podcast episode so on episode 44 i mentioned in that episode i questioned why someone was spreading something you have to answer what was being spread and what i was speaking of on that episode so on toast up tuesday when we give you the code you got to be the first two people to answer the question and we will cash i don't cash app so just so you know you gotta have paypal or zale because cash app is ghetto and i don't use it so that's my spiel. Mo, what you got? Let's go to the shout out so we get a body here. Um, shout out quickly to our guys over at um the 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 podcast. Uh Ooh. make sure you edit this right here. Oh, I so <laughs> no, don't do that. Hey, shout out to my guy Art Ward, Chip Banks, and Lissette, man, over on Can't Knock the Pod, man. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah. Them guys over there doing their thing, man. And um, as we try to find our voice in our space. And our listeners in this podcast world, you know, I think it's very important that we uh, big up each other and support each other and um, make Those sure are some that of my we favorite people. cross blend our, our, sure. our audience for sure. And um, also, too, you know, we got the commercials that's going to be uh, running through the episode. So make sure you go over to Scented Sugars and go ahead and put that promo code in and get your discount. Um, Challenge Society, what we got? Always, www.challengesociety.com. You know the code STATIC10 is always live on that website. So make sure y'all go order a tea, hat, hoodie, something. Tell your mama too. And also, if you would like to be a part of um, Toast Up Tuesdays, you can come on over. Find me at Mo Giles over on Facebook. Um, And also you can find Miss Lauren McKenzie over on Facebook. (laughs) 
Yep, it's L-A-U-R-E-N-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. I cannot accept any more friends, but you can tune into the live. But follow me on Instagram as well, C-S underscore Lauren Michelle underscore. And always go follow Static Energy Podcast on all social media platforms. Yo, I think I'm tapped out too. If you, I, I believe I'm at 5,000. I'm at my limit. But you can always follow me over on Instagram at Mojiles1. That's M-O-E-J-I-L-E-S-1. And um, this is a wrap for episode 45. And I am your host, Mo Giles. And this is my host, Lauren Michelle. And this is the Static Podcast. Yeah.